the Bible Study Podcast, episode 279. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the fundamentals of Christianity. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we talk about the fundamentals of Christianity, one thing I want to talk about is love. And I want to talk about that because I think it is really one of the fundamental things of the message of Christianity, the message of Jesus, is that God loves us. So we're going to turn to one of the Gospels, and by Gospel, I mean those first four books of the New Testament, which are named Good News or Gospel, because of this very message. And we're going to go to the Gospel of John. John, that disciple that Jesus loved, does the best job of expressing love in his Gospel, or is probably the Gospel writer who is most focused on love. And so you know this verse, and you know where I'm going first, John 3.16, or John 3.16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. It's a very popular verse. It's a very well-known verse. If people know one verse in the Bible by chapter and verse, this might be that particular verse, this or perhaps Psalm 23. But this is a verse that if you go to a football game here in the U.S., somebody might be holding up a sign that says John 3.16. It is one of the core fundamental messages of Jesus is that you are loved by God. I am loved by God. That God so loved the world, all of us, that he was willing to sacrifice his son. He didn't have to do that. He didn't wait until we were perfect to do that or wait until we deserved it to do that. He did it out of love. He saw people who were far from him that he wanted close to him, and he knew that to close that gap, he had to deal with that sin that had separated them and sent his son as a sacrifice to bring us back. So he didn't come to condemn us, but he came, in fact, to save us. I hope that this is something that is not new to you, and yet I wonder if we really understand it. We hear it so often that I think we downplay it. And when I say that, I mean, I know people who are Christians who, if you ask them what they believe, they will tell you they are Christians who are so sour that you would get the impression that no one loves them, that they have been their whole lives completely unloved. And I don't think you can become that person if you understand that this verse is true, that you under, if you understand that God loves you. It should make a difference. Do we, as we go through our day, go through our day as someone who is aware of the knowledge that they are loved? Now, think about this. Think about someone you know who has just fallen in love and how the world is a different place because they know that someone loves them. They react to everything differently. The sky is bluer, the grass is greener, the food tastes better because they know that they are loved. I seriously think that we as Christians need to understand that this is not just something that is in the Bible, but this is a fundamental message of Christianity is that we are loved. 
And I think if we truly understand that, it makes a difference. It changes who we are at a very core level. Skipping ahead to John 13, John 13, 1 through 5. This is at the end of Jesus' ministry, and this is Jesus at the time of the Passover festival, going to wash the feet of the disciples before the Last Supper. And I like some of the words that are in here, and I don't know that I ever noticed them before. It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave the world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. The interesting thing about this act of Jesus is that this is an act that is a service act. This is an act that is below his stature. This is an act that is below his stature as a teacher. This is an inappropriate expression. This is an inappropriate expression of Jesus that he's loving these disciples in this context, in this society. This is something that he shouldn't do. In fact, Peter takes offense. If we read on, Peter takes offense that Jesus is trying to wash his feet. And Jesus says, you have no part of me if you won't let me wash your feet. But it is an inappropriate act from that society, but a very appropriate act for Jesus. We saw that in that first verse there, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. As Jesus is about to suffer and die on the cross, this is Thursday night, by Friday night at sunset, he will have died on the cross. He wants to express some things to his disciples. One is he's also saying, this is the way I'm treating you. You should treat others that way. And we'll talk more about that next week. Be sure of that. But he is also expressing his love for them. And he is expressing his love for them in a very humble way. Remember later on here, it says Jesus knew that he came from God and was returning to God. This is someone who stepped out of heaven, as Paul says in Philippians, not counting equality with God something to be grasped, but humbled himself and came as a servant, who came as a man. And he humbles himself again here to express his love for these people and through them for us as well. That this is, this is a Jesus who loves us in a very practical way. And then finally, John 15, verses 9 through 17. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. 
You do not choose me, but I choose you and appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. And you knew I was going to get into that love each other thing because, in fact, I had a hard time picking these verses out of John, verses that talked about love, without finding verses that talked about And so this is the way you need to act now. And we're going to talk much more about that next week. But I want to focus this week on this understanding that Jesus is someone who knew that he was loved. As the Father loves me, so I have loved you. No love is greater than this to lay down one's life for his friends. And so as we look at Jesus and Jesus' example for us, he says, this is how to love the way I loved you, sacrificially. Jesus put us before his own needs. Do you know that you are loved? Do you understand that God loves you that way? I'm not saying that God doesn't want you to change. I love my kids. I love them as they are right now, not a change. But that doesn't mean I don't want better for them. That doesn't mean I don't want them to improve in certain ways. And that has always been the case. When they were two and didn't know how to talk well, I loved them just as they are, but I wanted them to learn to talk well. When they were four and they were wonderful to be with, I loved them just as they are, but I wanted them to learn to read. When they were in high school and they were still quite lovable, I loved them just as they are. High schoolers becoming independent, learning to find their own ways, making decisions, sometimes making them wrong, but I still wanted what's best for them. I wanted them to choose a good path. And the same is true for God in us, that God loves us as we are right now, nothing changed. But God loves us too much to leave us as we are right now, nothing changed. So before we get into some of the other things that Jesus is talking about, let's understand that one of the fundamental message, one of the fundamental pillars of our faith is that we are loved by God as we are right now. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also comment on the Facebook group, The Bible Study Podcast, or follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air. They're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.